The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of divine spirit. So for Thanksgiving 2018, not this one, but the one last year, Dan and I enjoyed the company of these Astro and Ingram households at a local restaurant. Now, for years, Dan and I, like many of you, did the traditional Thanksgiving holiday with our families, first in their homes, then in ours, then in restaurants, until ultimately Thanksgiving dinner was just Dan and I. During this dinner in 2018, we noted that the food was very good, yet a tad overpriced. The company was delightful, yet the music was just a tad too loud with the hordes of other Thanksgiving patrons in order to hear or be heard. And it was from that Thanksgiving dinner a new tradition was forged for this Thanksgiving, for 2019. And this last Thursday, TCSL held its inaugural Thanksgiving dinner. 22 people attended. 22. Some played games. Some watched the parade. And one watched football. (laughs) I'm just saying. And all enjoyed, although I, I do have to share, I set up the zero gravity chairs for the big screen. So it was a sight. All right. So all enjoyed this delicious stress feed meal. It was inexpensive. It was joyful. It was a perfect Thanksgiving dinner. Now, will we do it again next year? Absolutely. Absolutely. However, this morning, I'm pleased and honored to inform you of yet another inaugural tradition that's kicking off today. And it is the feeding of the TCSL Thanksgiving leftovers that you all get to have following service. (coughs) So with Thanksgiving firmly behind us, so to speak, we now set our sights on the upcoming holiday. Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Ramadan, whatever tradition that you traditionally follow, that's up to you. And we realize that for many people, their traditional holiday experience at times can be stressful, disappointing, and sometimes downright depressing, depending on the number of relatives, traffic, and office parties they must attend. Now, as I've said before, by the time Christmas Day rolls around, with its potential for stress and imposed commercialism, the only family a few want to visit with is their cousin, Mary Jane. I'm surprised more didn't get that. (laughs) 
Oh, you got it. You just don't want to admit it. Now, it's interesting to note that Webster's defines tradition as a long-established or inherited way of thinking or acting, a continuing pattern of cultural beliefs or practices, the handing down of beliefs, legends from generation to generation, especially by word of mouth. And here's the dilemma with the practice of tradition. There is no reference to an intention to bring forward a greater expression of being, a greater expression of just allowing that loving energy of spirit to be embodied by every individual. Simply speaking, the practice of tradition generally does not allow for an individual to be the conscious outlet for the boundless and untethered demonstration of all the good of God. Why? Because individuals get caught up in attempting to fulfill the past external expectations of the world. And somehow they forget to fulfill the internal attention of their own soul, to be of good cheer, to love unconditionally, express kindness and compassion, and to expand the awareness of the presence of God within all individuals by honoring and living as the presence of God within themselves. Dr. Holmes said this, he said, drop all negative thoughts from the mind. Do not dwell on adversity, but think plenty into everything. For there is power in the word. Seek to make your work a prayer. You're believing an act. You're living an art. It is then the object of your faith will be made visible to you. With the main events of the holiday season rapidly approaching, we say to you, drop all unrealistic expectations of a traditional holiday from your mind. Do not dwell on the confines of past tradition, but think plenty on the endless good of source that you yourself want to bring forward for you and your loved ones. For there is powerful formative energy contained within your every breath. Declare to make your holiday a reflection of all the good the universe, of all the good of the universe, of your belief a demonstration your journey a gift to all of life itself. It is then the intention of your faith will be made visible to you as you actively practice this intention. You will have manifested a new holiday tradition, which is the title of our lesson this morning, a new holiday tradition. So we have just a very short parable for you, but it helps us make a point. And the parable is about two, two lady friends. They went out on a Monday, just Monday morning, to have their coffee. They probably went to Starbucks, you know, so you saw them there, all our Starbucks drinkers. And one of the friends says, you know, this past weekend, I took my husband to the Christmas market for the weekend. And the other friend perks up and says, well, did anyone want to buy him? And here's the moral. Embodying the holiday spirit is achieved from inspiration, not from perception, right? It was the perception of the word spoken 
that kind of tripped up our friend here. So are you willing to embrace and begin a new holiday tradition? A holiday tradition that allows you to drop all unrealistic expectations and contemplate fully on the plenty and good of source that you want to bring forward for you and your loved ones. To experience a holiday overflowing with the divine good of the universe so that your gift, your journey, is a gift to life just as it was intended to be. See, we've already provided you, kind of, with a rough outline of how to begin this new holiday tradition. But because we shared what we shared, we shared the TCSL thank how, how the TCSL Thanksgiving came about. And during the course of 2018, we honored and recognized there was an inner desire to do something other than what we had traditionally been doing. We talked about it, we created a blueprint of it through word and vision of how it might appear, and we put the blueprint into action and allowed the formative essence of the divine to do the rest. Ain't that something? So let's be clear about this. We didn't have just 22 people attending TCSL inaugural, thank inaugural Thanksgiving dinner we had 22 expressions of spirit resonating with our greater idea. We had 22 demonstrations of the divine fulfilling a right and perfect idea. And if you can allow this, it follows this exact process to create a new holiday tradition, you can also follow this process to fulfill any desire that you have. So take a look at your affirmation card for the week. It's from Ralph Marston, and it reads, It is imagination that drives reality itself, and what is real continues to spring from what is imagined. So here's the kicker. When you activate the power of your imagination through visualizing, seeing, and actually feeling what you believe the perfect holiday experience for you to be, you are also activating the formative power of the universe. Its only goal is to fulfill that which you have imagined, that which you're giving your creative attention to. So if the perfect holiday experience for you is being surrounded by loved ones, enjoying each other's company, exchanging gifts, or laying on the Canado Playa in San Juan, Puerto Rico, which is where I will be. With just a little bit of practice, just a little bit of practice, the universe will allow that holiday to come forward. Whatever holiday you choose, whatever desire you choose, just keep in mind, the universe's only goal is to fulfill all you're giving your attention to through the use of your imagination. So now we have to ask the question, and we must continually ask the question, is are we activating the image within our imagination of the holidays we desire, or are we activating an image of the holidays that maybe is not so fun, is maybe creates a little stress, possibly says, you know what, I don't want to go to the mall. 
I don't want to have to talk politics with Uncle Fred and Aunt Esther. At the end of the day, the universe is not going to ask, is this the holiday you want or not? It's only going to appeal to fulfill that which gets the bulk of your attention. So here's what we want you to do. Starting today, we want you to begin talking about the holiday experience that you would like to have. And you get to decide what that looks like for you. And you can do it with a loved one. You can do it in the mirror. doesn't matter. But begin putting it out in words. Get the word out. And then once you get the word out about the holiday that you would like to have, then put it to paper. Oh, that says commitment right there, doesn't it? Write it down. How does it, what does it look like? What does it feel like? And then begin seeing what action items you can take to allow that holiday experience to be fulfilled. Is it going to look like the same as you've done previously? Or is it going to look like something totally different, totally unique? That's up to you because guess what? The power of the holiday that's coming up the magic of the holiday that's coming up is not compared to the magic of your own imagination. Rhonda Byrne said this. She said, when you worry about something, you are using your immense power of imagination negatively. You are imagining the worst, and as you imagine the worst, you are bringing it to you. When you are excited about something, excited about something, you are using the power of your imagination positively. You are imagining the best. And as you imagine the best, you are bringing it to you. So what does your best holiday look like? Better yet, let's take it out of the realm of the holiday experience. What does your best life look like? Ooh. Ooh. How much time have you spent deciding, putting power in, discussing, visualizing, writing out, what does your best life look like? Get this. Your best life has nothing to do with the house you live in, the car you drive, or where you shop. Your best life is that avenue that allows you to live as the presence of God that you are, is the avenue that allows you to recognize every individual that comes into your experience is nothing other than an expression of source resonating with some vibration you are offering in that moment. Somebody's going, oh, how can that be? Because, you know, sometimes I'm I attract some real shit. Yeah. Guess what? That's a calling to us. That's a calling to us. To not lose sight of the fact that we're if we see someone that we're wondering, why are they here? What did I do to attract them? That's not about them. That's about us. That's about us saying, wait a second. I need to look beyond the physical and affirm Affirm the spiritual. So that's what your best life is going to look like. 
That's what your best holiday is going to appear like. Stephen Covey said, live out of your imagination, not your history. Right? And, you know, I can't speak for you guys. I can share my holiday experiences in my family. And uh, the one thing I always remember was my mother being upset because my uncle was always late. Everybody came to our house for the holiday. And he was always late, and I always messed up her dinner, yada, 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 yada. And you know what? She focused so much on that, he fulfilled that, that affirmation every year. Every year. Even when he said, I'm going to come down the day before, something would come up, and he'd have to come the day of. Isn't that something? So what was she doing? She was living out of her history. Maybe living out of his history, I don't know. But we don't have to do that. We can begin right now creating a new chapter, a new book, a new history. So I want to share a story with you, and all month long I'm going to share various holiday stories to open up the magic of the season for us. And this particular story is called uh, The Reaving. Reaving. And here's how it goes. But it's important for our lesson today. Real short story. Make sure the wreath is centered. I instructed my husband as we finished the last of our Christmas decorating. Looking around the house, I was proud of our day's work. Stockings sat atop our mantle and lights glittered on the tree. But nothing seemed to say Christmas to me more than our wreath. I quickly grabbed a tape measure and to assure its perfect placement on the front door. The scent of pine filled the air as I lovingly ran my hands through the green needles. I imagined my extended family, aunts, uncles, and cousins, all each hanging similar wreaths on their front doors. Though hundreds of miles apart, we are connected by our annual pre-holiday wreath-making tradition, the gathering of the green on our, on our family farm. More than 40 relatives assembled this year, making their annual late November pilgrimage to our homestead, a dairy farm settled by my ancestors over 200 years ago. My uncle, a retired farmer, still lives on the in the old farmhouse, and he looks forward to our annual visit. We all arrived bringing pies and casseroles, weary from our travels, but comforted by the embrace of family. After a feast of turkey and stuffing, we pulled on warm coats and headed outside. Hurry, Daddy, everyone is getting ready to leave for the woods. Our two youngest girls bolted through the muddy yard, hopping, hoping not to be left behind. We all piled onto a, a wooden wagon hitched to my uncle's tractor. We made quite the sight a load of chatty relatives ranging in age from three to seventy-something. A canopy of pine trees welcomed us as we made our way across a muddy trail, ducking to avoid wayward branches. My uncle announced, this is it, and turned off the engine. Jumping from the wagon, we all scrambled to collect nature's bounty. Fragrant evergreens that beckoned to be cut and collected for Christmas trees. 
The children, quickly disinterested with the task, found a little stream that seemed just right for splashing and rock skipping. My uncle reassured us that they can go right in. When we were kids, we used to play in that creek all the time. Everyone, keeping an eye on the children, all searched for pine and spruce branches, cutting only the most reef-worthy. I walked along and picked up a few, but mostly I looked around and wondered at the scene before me. I was walking on the grounds of my ancestors, my great aunt's picnic under the shade of these very trees. I imagined my mom and her sisters splashing in the stream where my girls now played. This place, with its babbling creek and towering trees, seemed almost sacred. Soon, the setting sun signaled that it was time to hop aboard the wagon and head back home. An old barn shed was where we camped out for our wreath-making headquarters. It became a hubbub of activity. An assembly line formed, and we carefully wove evergreens through metal wreath forms. Like busy elves, we hummed along in our workshop-swapping family gossip as our Christmas masterpieces took shape. The bow committee, headed by those with artistic flair, added ribbons, bells, and buries to our festive creations. And one by one, completed wreaths hung on the wall for inspection. Which one would we choose to take home this year? What wreath would we take to the cemetery in memory of our relatives? Nightfall signaled a bittersweet end to a day steeped in tradition. Wreaths packed in minivans and SUVs as we said our goodbyes. Then we headed our separate ways. Though we live far apart, from Ohio to New York to the mountains of West Virginia, we could carry a piece of family with us as we went home and prepared for Christmas. There. Now it looks perfectly simple. Back at home, I hung my wreath on the front door. So, so much more than a mere Christmas decoration. It was a constant reminder of family. Like the intertwining pine branches, we are connected. Forever woven together by history and tradition. So we just want to ask you for a moment. Did you feel the nostalgia in that story? Did you have a point when you kind of smelled the pine, felt an awareness that our purpose was something more than holiday shopping? Maybe our purpose just being to express love and joy. Of course we did. And it is in those moments that your imagination activated. Your imagination activated through the simple telling of a story. And when you activate your imagination, you activate the power of the universe. So what story are you going to tell this year for your new holiday tradition? How much feeling will you put into it? How much love will you put into it? How much excitement 
will you put into it? Will you allow yourself to be carried away so completely in thought and energy? So completely in thought and energy that simply the thought of a different holiday, a more traditional holiday, never enters the mind. This is where we want you to be. So clear, so focused, that you know your every word manifests, that you know when you take the pen to paper to journal what your new holiday tradition is going to be, you're doing so not with the intent of bringing something forward. You're doing so with the purpose of demonstrating the power of God that you are. Notice the difference with those two things. If we intend to do something, we may or may not do it. If we do it knowing we're bringing forward a demonstration, then that's what we're going to bring forward. Esther Hicks said, you can get to where you want to be from wherever you are, but you must stop spending so much time noticing and talking about what you do not like about where you are. And that's been the whole point of this morning's lesson, isn't it? Right? What are, are you excited now that it's December? Are you excited about the holidays and your tradition? What you're going to be spent, how you're going to spend the holiday? And if the answer is yes, awesome. Go do it. And if the answer is, well, you know, not so much, then it's time for a new tradition. It's time for a new tradition. It's time for a new energy. So start that new tradition and, and write out your holiday. Begin talking about it with your loved ones, with your friends, what you want it to look like, how you want it to appear. Visualize. Feel the energy of the love and the joy that it's bringing just you. Just you. And know that that will be enough. So I do feel I need to share with you that at our first inaugural Thanksgiving dinner at TCSL, there was a little controversy. It was the great candy yam controversy <laughs> of 2019. It seems that last, or two weeks ago when I said, you know, I think we're getting too many candy yams and they need all the candy yams people to see me acting, that people took that to heart and didn't bring any candy yams. <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner without candy jams. <laughs> People's grandmothers were turning in their graves, let me tell you. <laughs> and whereas I know I caused the controversy, I will also say that it proved something, that people listen. <laughs> so did you listen today? Are you ready to begin today to start a new tradition? Maya Angelou said, words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with deeper meaning. And that deeper meaning that you're infusing them with is that energy of source. That meaning is that visualization that you're maintaining. So we want you to leave here today, and if you feel the need to go out and say Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, happy holidays, or what, how's it go? Melitakamea? 
Did I get that right? No? Melitakimaka. Thank you. Close. <laughs> Feliz Navidad. What, do whatever it is you need to do. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But your purpose is to enjoy the experience, to bring joy to your journey. And when you've got that, then you've got the holiday spirit. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. All right. If you would, please say Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.